Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hi. Hello. Good afternoon. Right, I have a bone to pick with you all listeners. All the listeners. All the listeners. I, am I not in the? Not me. No. Just listeners. Yeah. Get in. You're all in trouble, and I'm not. This is the first time this has ever happened. Why do you keep quoting Phil? Stop it! Stop putting quotes from Phil on your stories because his head is too large already. He doesn't need a bigger head than he's already got. And on a similar note, thank Don't you for you do it. all the quoting <laughs> that you've been doing. I really appreciate it. Uh, honestly, it means a lot. So what I'm going to do now is so give you a quote. You're going to quote some philo- philosophical stuff. Yeah, I've already got one in my head. What you have to remember is I put the fill in philosophical. Hey, oh, good one. Please hey. someone quote that next week. <laughs> Not because it'll make me I feel good. I swear, gold. if anyone quotes him on their story this week, I am going to have an angry word you, with you. You're going to do nothing. <laughs> what are you going to do? So I'm going to give you a quote that you can quote. You actually... It's so out of context, It's though. nothing to do with the podcast, is it? No. You just want someone to quote you, don't you? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Because one time Rachel quoted me when I said this. Did she? And she put... Um, what did she put on the end? Oh. K, 2021. <laughs> and, and it was brilliant. So, here's my, here's my quote. You ready? Mm. Sometimes, mm. in order to keep going forwards, you need to take a step back. Don't get it off because then you're not going. Oh, shut up. Oh, what do you mean about Shut up. It doesn't make sense. You're just so annoying. It's like saying sometimes to drive somewhere you've got to put the car in reverse. Oh, that's a very good point. Do sometimes you, that you do. Do you like that one? No. You do, don't no. you? <laughs> sometimes to drive somewhere you've got to put the car in reverse first. No, it's rubbish. Is it? You're just trying to one up me again. Always no. trying to one up me. Every time I make a funny joke, Phil has to make it funny. I'm sorry if I've already said this on the podcast, but it really bugs me. Oh. You know how, like, every time I say something philosophical and it gets shared, Jen always has to try and say something <laughs> philosophical so she can get shared. You know it's that, Jen, huh? Right. Oh, it's just not fair because you're um, a motivational speaker and I'm a commoner from Wigan. I think I'll have you know, <laughs> my <laughs> voice is much more common than yours is. You're just is. calling me posh because I'm from Winstanley, you? You listen to this podcast back and I guarantee mine's more common than yours is. <laughs> And yes, you are posh because you're from Winston. Anyway. You had a fancy upbringing, didn't you? No. All your swimming parties. <laughs> uh, didn't have money like you. Yeah. Don't. Party. You make me feel really bad. Mm, bet you, bet you no PlayStation you. games either. No. Talked about that one before, haven't you? Yep. <laughs> I've had a difficult life. Anyway, right, today we're not going to mope around Phil's difficult life. Nope, we're not. Because he played football 10 hours a day every day. I had a And that life. was enough for him. I had a fun <laughs> Interesting fact about Phil, he used to play semi-pro football. Don't think you've ever talked about that on the podcast, have you? No, I've not. There you go. Think, no. I don't really sit here and big myself up. Or your own trumpet. 
Oh, me too. That was my trumpet, I believe, for you. Thank you very much. Do, for doing do, that. Do, do. That was a good one, that. <laughs> Thank you. I did a really good trumpet the other day. What was that to? Um, it was to a song, wasn't it? Oh, you did actually. This was something Jen did do really well this week. She made a noise that I was quite impressed with. <laughs> shows how well, easy trumpet on the song, wasn't it? I can't remember which one it was. If we remember. Yeah. We'll bring it back. Do, do you know, know what's going to happen? What? In the middle of the podcast. I'm going to get halfway through a really philosophical sentence and Jen's going to go, and start making noises. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So today, um, we have... Um, titled it how to live longer happier and healthier but actually we're talking about something that you may not have expected today in order to live longer happier happier and healthier mm-hmm. and that is weight training and it's really interesting because you may have heard me specifically talk about this and how much it changed my life before but um we do i think something that we don't probably speak about enough is why we think it is ridiculously important that everybody should at some point in their journey like right now you might be like "Eh, not a chance never going to feel confident enough to do that can't even comprehend thought but at some point down the line you should hopefully get to a point where this feels achievable for you and we would love for it to be part of an end goal that you actually include some kind of weight training within your life purely because of everything that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and we want to make it really clear from the outset, similar to what Jen's just mentioned, that this doesn't mean like going into a gym or a powerlifting or a, some kind of big heavy gym where you're throwing 20, 50, 100 kilos above your head. It simply means just a form of exercise, whatever form of exercise that might be, where you put a stimulus to your muscles so that your muscles can change and basically do all the things that we're going to speak about now, I guess. Exactly. But it doesn't need to be probably as overwhelming as it sounds it can be a lot less uh, extensive it doesn't need to be as intense as people think yeah and honestly 99 times out of 100 it's just moving your body correctly and you don't necessarily have to be in the big square weights area to do that no and also if you start lifting weights you're not going to turn into a bodybuilder which is what i used to think i wish like, that was the case i'd be a bodybuilder <laughs> i know i think i think that's one of the biggest misconceptions like if weight training that you're just gonna look bulky although i do feel like it's much more kind of projected that you just end up looking quite toned mm, yeah exactly. if you do this so let's we've, we've kind of split the podcast into half today because we know that the salt so, like when we looked at and wrote down all the benefits we could have wrote a book on this or is it written a book i'm not sure oh you know it's wrote a book written a book i don't know could have typed up a book to this <laughs> Who'd write one? I feel like maybe we just need to keep speaking and just pretend that we're not saying words incorrectly. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. That's what I usually get away with. <laughs> so I could have typed up a book to this, and uh, we was like, right, let's split it in half. Let's go through all the physical benefits, all the mental benefits, and then a couple of other little things as well to end with. But to begin with, and probably slightly obvious, but also probably not as obvious, is it's going to make you stronger. Yes. And you might be thinking, well, I'm not really that bothered about being stronger. That's not really a goal. But think about how that's going to help you with all your everyday tasks. Think about when you're able to carry more shopping home. Carry your kids about. Throw your kids over your shoulder. Yeah, that's a big one. And then run around the park. Yeah, I think as well, like, I remember I told this story to um, our clients when we were chatting about this. I remember when I was in school and the um, caretaker was like, oh, I'll take that up. And I was like, no, no, don't you worry. I got this. And he was like, oh, are you sure? And I was like, I lift more than this in the gym don't you worry about me uh, it's just nice to feel that kind of as a female particularly just like that independence of 
nah, I don't need you because I'm strong enough to lift this and take this by myself. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. a really, really nice, empowering feeling. It is empowering, yeah. So when we think about strength, don't just think about, oh, I can lift a bit more in the gym. Think about how that's going to carry over into other areas of your life. Like Jen said, being able to carry, it was like a desk or something upstairs, wasn't it? Or a cupboard? It or? Was, no, it was a massive, massive, I mean massive box. So Jen was carrying a big stuff. box upstairs, but felt confident and strong to do that. Mm-hmm. For someone else, that might simply be, you know, you might be able to... Like Jen said, throw the kid over the shoulder, run around the park. Like. Yeah, I think a lot of ladies come to me saying like, oh, I want to be able to kind of move my body in a way that like I can give my most the most possible to my kids. And I think that's mm-hmm. really important because you're able to be more involved with the kids if you're able to lift them up and throw them around and Open in a, a jar. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. Open in a jar because that's dead annoying when that, can, that <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen. Just little things like this that just cause us little stresses that make us go, oh, I wish I could do that. Wait till it is generally the answer. That's yeah. your stepping stone. And generally, um, I know for a fact that all of you sitting there are going, I'd love to be able to do a push-up or a pull-up. Yeah. Every single female wants that empowering, fe- that empowering feeling of being able to do a push-up or a pull-up because they're well heard. Yeah. Like you've got to literally hold your whole body weight when you're doing both of those movements. Like, so the one of the hardest body weight movements, would you say? The pull up is the hardest movement that exists. You are literally pulling your whole body off the ground. There is nothing more difficult than that. You're literally lifting your whole body off the ground. I think people underestimate that, don't they? Massively. A push up slightly easier because you're only pushing up a percentage. But it's still dead hard. Also, I'm nowhere near off doing either of those things yet because I've not built the consistency that I need to. But now I'm back in the gym. I really love watching um, males watch me when I'm doing a pull-up because a lot of males can't do pull-ups. And seeing being a female, even just doing a banded pull-up, so like I've got some support from a band, but I can see people looking at me like, how is she doing that? And I'm like, ha, (laughs) ha, ha, look at me go, (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people can't like I said like 1% of people can it's such a difficult exercise but it is amazing when you get to do it yeah it's real good and then moving on a little bit but not just the strength of your muscles the strength of your bones too particularly through your menopause yeah as you get older for females this is really really important because you can get more prone to I can't say the word osteoporosis you can say the word you just did it go on Jenka um, so it's really important that you build up as you go closer towards uh, menopause and just later age it's really important that you're building that strength in your bones as well and even if to you that sounds like oh, it's forever away i'm not going through my menopause yet don't don't say words like that i've got ages till then then have a think about you know when you've been sat down for a long day and you get up and your lower back's in bits and then you have to jump back on the couch again weight training is an incredible way to work on joints and weaker areas so that when you're moving about you feel better so when you get up after a long day sat down on the office chair all of a sudden your lower back doesn't feel like someone's just been stabbing it for the last eight hours. Mm-hmm. When you get up and go for a walk, the back of your legs don't feel really, really tight. So just in general, you're just going to feel, but your body is going to feel more efficient. It's going to feel more optimal. It's going to feel like you can move move it without feeling like it's going to fall apart. And I think I think you'll have heard me talking about this one before, about like how I had a lot of problems with like walking and standing up a lot or sitting down a lot. I would have a lot of back pain. And a lot of that was down to like weak muscles in like my glutes and my core and mm-hmm. I had a lot of knee pain which was because of weak glutes and actually through training in a gym I don't I really get well I have a little bit since I stopped being in the gym but like I really get any knee pain anymore I really get any back pain because I've been able to strengthen those weak muscles 
so that my body is actually able to move better. Yeah. And a lot of people I know have taken up running throughout lockdown. We had a, a client who shared a story the other day that, in fact, it was about a couple of weeks ago now, where she was getting knee pain from running. So we just adapted the training program, which meant that we was focusing on building strength through her glutes, building some lengthening through her hamstrings, just adding in a few things to her abductors. Nothing, you know, overcomplicated, just some basic things that were going to help. And they sound complicated, but they're not. Oh, they're not. It's just mm-hmm. fancy words that honestly, it really doesn't. Like abductors literally just means being able to the muscles that help you push your leg out wide that's it um and glute training is simply doing movements for the glutes uh, strengthening and lengthening hamstrings things like romanian deadlifts and general uh, glute and hamstring stretches uh, but it's just knowing which ones to do but honestly it isn't over complicated and those things have now re- basically eradicated got rid of any knee pain that she had when she was running because she's now using her body optimally and efficiently when she's running so it just shows how other you know, it doesn't matter that she isn't, you know, 40, 50, about to go through menopause. Mm. She's now improving joint health, you know, early 20s, mm-hmm. and can I run and feel Yeah, good. and think of the longevity of that for the rest of your life as well. If you're able to maintain that, um, it's just going to make going into older age... Well, I suppose this is what we're coming on to now, isn't it? Um, yeah. After the helping you manage insulin sensitivity in PCOS. So. Yeah, and this is one we probably need to do a full pod with there. Podcast. Podcast on. I can't say it. I've got one. Um, we probably need to do a full podcast on this, but I think it's worth mentioning that if you are or you do struggle with or your body is insulin resistant, uh, weight training can help with that and by improving. 70% of females with PCOS have got insulin resistance. And if you don't know what that is, then drop us a message and we can chat you through it. But Let's not try and go too deep into that no. because that'll take us forever. But let's keep going anyway. So improves. Well, we were talking then about kind of like going on into later life. And I know later life, some of us feels like forever away. But you get there. It happens eventually. Yep. Like the years do just keep rolling on. And obviously we want to be as independent as we possibly can be as we get older and older. What we don't want to do is get to 40, 50, 60 years old and have either some kind of stick frame or person having to pretty much carry us around everywhere we want to be independent i'm sure your independence is something that is so important to you uh that you really you want to be in a position where you can basically look after yourself and by training your body by putting your body under a certain level of stress that it then has to recover and improve it can improve things like balance coordination posture which will then as a result reduce chance of injury less chance of you falling over which might sound a little bit silly but when you get to that age when you're 60 plus you know the chances of falling over increases. But if you're strong, confident, independent, able to do things for yourself, that'll reduce. Less chance of falling over, less chance of breaking a hip, less yeah. chance of having a hip transplant. Less I think it's important to note as well that like, even, yes, it's going to help in old age, but it can help now as well to improve balance, coordination, posture, mm-hmm. reduce injury. Like It's just as important now, but more so prominent in later life i would say isn't it oh absolutely my posture's improved loads since i started weight training and i've not specifically done anything it's just from just moving your body optimally just doing the right things i think i've spoken to a lot of people this in the past when clients come um on board and it's not that it's all the time but every now and again someone's goals will be to improve posture and it doesn't need to be anything more complicated than training your body correctly which is why a lot of clients Mm -hmm. send through uh, videos of themselves training so i can give them feedback and make sure that they're moving correctly for their body and it's then over time i've seen so many people and our clients going back to the gym it's and, been incredible and recording themselves i 
literally couldn't be prouder of no, those people who've been doing that. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not that I'm not proud of the people who aren't doing it. I'm mm-hmm. really proud of those people because they've pushed themselves out of the comfort zone just get into the gym. Mm-hmm. But then there's also people who were maybe feeling a bit more comfortable in the gym who were pushing themselves out of the comfort zone to actually record themselves and mm-hmm. build that independence in the gym for their long-term life. Like They're not relying on someone stood next to them because as soon as that person goes... They don't know what they're doing. They're actually building self-confidence in the gym. And that is incredible because they know what they need to be doing. And we've got a client self-correcting now, haven't we? I was just going to say that. I know Vicky won't mind me mentioning her name, but she actually put in the WhatsApp group the other day that she loves recording herself now. Uh, and she meant this in a nice way, but she was like, I can actually see where I'm going wrong before I even send it to Phil. And that in itself for me is honestly one of the biggest compliments I've ever received, mm-hmm. knowing that a client can record themselves, look at it and go, yeah, that's wrong, I need to do this, because that means that they're now being coached to do it themselves. Yes, I love that. And that's where then mirrors become really important, because then mirrors stop being something you fear in the gym and actually something that helps you improve your form, your technique, and again, makes you feel really empowered. And this is something I'm going to speak about this week on social media, uh, I was going to say in a couple of days, but this goes on Monday, so I'll have already spoken about it. So (laughs) if, if the mirrors are something that kind of worry and you like, hate going in and seeing them all, uh, jump onto my Instagram because unless something terrible happens, I should have posted it by now. <laughs> I think it's going on on Friday. Uh, so yeah, you should be able to see that post on how to improve your relationship with the mirrors. But yeah, just to kind of recap, there's so many physical benefits to training uh, in the immediate, but then it's also going to improve things like lowering your blood pressure and reducing the chances of things like heart disease and generally just avoiding things that, and this is going to sound brutal and blunt, that kill us. Like mm-hmm. Stuff that generally kills us like things that can have a really really uh, negative impact on our lives and the people around us we can reduce the chance of that happening and this is why me and Jen are so passionate about clients at some point and again we want to really make sure we reiterate this this doesn't mean today it doesn't mean next month it doesn't mean next year there's no deadline on it it just means at some point in your journey if you used to start to introduce some exercise some training it will have such a positive impact Mm -hmm. that it's worth it. And of course, we would always say like, well, the sooner the better. Like, why wait 20 years when you can do it today? But at the same time, we know that that's not that simple for some people. It might take a bit longer. sorry, Phil. I've been doing a lot of interrupting on this podcast. You have, haven't you? Why have you been doing so much interrupting? I'm really excited to talk about it. Oh, that's good. I can't hold myself. You can't hold yourself. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Can't hold your own water. Yeah, no. Mm. That means you can't hold a secret, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. Oh, right. I think. I thought it meant like when people pass you water, you let go of it. <laughs> Is that not what that means? Oh. <laughs> anyway. anyway. So the physical... And uh, we didn't mention about improving arthritis. It can help improve arthritis. That's why we didn't mention it. We can't say it. Arthritis. Yeah, it can with cushioning joints. And uh, we've got to remember with any kind of training it's a stress on the body that's what training is it provides a stress so to recap on the physical benefits what happens is when you train your body it almost breaks down in a way in a but in a positive way and your body's reaction to that is right we need to rebuild but it rebuilds in a stronger more stable more confident better posture better position better place more uh, improved fitness all the benefits for the physical side of things are always positive ones and so it really really genuinely does help and the good news is for anybody that's wondering is a lot of those benefits come early on. So it's not like you need to be training for three to five years. You'll get that pretty quickly on in the journey. Like yeah. you'll start to notice a difference, moving better, feeling better. Um, but we also know that it's so important to have mental benefits too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this goes with any exercise really, but um, I think 
at the moment, particularly for people who've not been able to get into a gym for a real, a real long time, it's, it's a different place to be, um, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And we've got clients who aren't even really using the equipment in there at the moment. They're just building confidence, doing like what they would do at home, but just in a gym environment, because actually just being in that environment can be really motivating. It's a different place to be, different atmosphere, but they're feeling confident doing those movements because they've been doing them at home and sending mm-hmm. videos through and things like that. Um, so just being in that environment can just give you a boost because you're just feeling in a positive headspace. But on that note, it does give us headspace. And <clears throat> something that I've been working on since I went back to the gym is not being on my phone during my workout unless I'm like recording a movement. Like I got a little logbook from my coach, which has been amazing because I've not felt the need to really use my phone. It's just kind of sat in my pocket so that I can listen to music but it's just that time to escape and like when you're focusing on the movement and how your body's moving you, it's that mindfulness isn't it because you're not able to think of anything else because you're actually focusing on right okay what am I where am I putting my feet where am I doing this what where does this bit need to go like you're really focusing on how your body is moving it really takes your attention away from everything else that's going on and you get lost in some nice music. And I was just going to say on that note, there was a, a bit of feedback from training this morning that a client put in. It was actually from the session she did last night. She said she'd had a really stressful day at work, um, quite an overwhelming, stressful day, and she didn't want to go and train because it was a, such a stressful and overwhelming day that she was like, I just, I don't want to. And she got to a point where she realised actually, you know what, it's going to help because she's been on the journey that's helped her to get to a point where she now fully understands that training is a benefit and not something where you just go and beat yourself up to burn as many calories as possible. It's a case of it is going to give you headspace. And she actually said the training session itself uh, allowed her to almost push aside any of those thoughts and give herself some headspace so she could just focus on the workout itself which meant that she left it feeling more positive. She felt stronger, more confident. She was happier. Um, and that was just one session. Yeah. Like it, it's, we're not talking about like you have to spend six to eight months doing X, Y, and Z so that you can be in a better headspace. Sometimes, and a lot of the time actually, it can be an isolated, I've had a difficult day. I'm going to go and have a really good workout. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy getting there because we had somebody else who said the same. She was like, I really didn't want to go because I had a long, stressful day. But she was like, I told you I was going, so I went. And yeah. I, in fact, I've had two people say that this week. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to do it, but I told you I was doing it. So both of them said they did it. One went to the gym and one just did a home workout. But then both of them also said they felt amazing. Accountability and, is key. Yeah, and I think the, the one of them actually said, like, I didn't really do much when I was there. I was like, yeah, but did it make you feel better? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's it then. That's all that matters. Like, it doesn't and matter how the quality of that workout made you feel better. And that's what it's about. And I think, again, and I know we say this a lot, but I think we need to do a podcast on that as well about how what not doing much in the gym is. Because I think yeah. there's a lot of, unfortunately, and again, I don't like talking about this too much, there's a lot of celebrities, influence who put these workouts out. And when I see them, I'm just like, that's ridiculous. Like, there are clapping your legs about all kinds of places usually. Well, it's just the, it's just the amount of exercises. Like, yeah. I'm talking like 10, 15, 20 exercises in a workout. Most of the programs our clients get are somewhere between three to six movements. And 99 times out of 100, the feedback we'll get early on is, wow, wasn't expecting that to be what it was. Like, mm-hmm. it looked too easy. It, like, it's not what I'm used to doing. But when you train correctly and you do the right things, three movements, four movements, it's enough. In fact, I'm going to be completely honest. And again, this is a bit blunt, but if your leg day is 10 exercises, you probably shouldn't have done the first nine because mm. you wouldn't be able to get to the 10th. So therefore, the first nine become you just doing them 
so you can get to the tenth movement yeah. for the sake of it. And it's not needed. It really, really isn't. Three to four is honestly probably enough for ninety yeah. percent of us. Yeah, absolutely. Which is nice because I think when you go in and you achieve something, you then you feel that boost of your mood, but also weirdly enough you would think that going expending energy wouldn't give you more energy but it does you mm-hmm. you kind of that release of the endorphins and that buzz that you get it gives you extra energy to kind of give to the rest of your day then um and it also boosts your confidence because as you see yourself improving no matter what that's like for you so like i said we've had a lot of clients go back to the gym some of them have never been in a gym before so it improved their confidence because they pushed themselves out of their comfort zone and got into a gym. Some of them are using machines and doing movements in the gym they've never done before. They're feeling more confident. Some people are building consistency that they've never been able to build in a gym before because they've always kind of done different things and they're feeling more confident because they can see the strengths improving. And then we've got some people who have been training a little while and are now getting consistent with lifting heavier and they're feeling stronger and get their confidence improving. So no matter what point you're at in your journey, actually going to the gym and learning and using different equipment. Yes, and I did a post about this this week, you don't see progress in sticking with what's comfortable. Growth comes from when you make the uncomfortable comfortable and you push yourself out of your comfort zone and you challenge yourself. You grow as an individual and you build confidence and you start to, that trickles into other areas of you, your life. You you start to believe that you can do other things because you're like, do you know what? I did that. And if I can do that because I was really worried about doing that, that means I can do this as well. So it's not just about getting to a gym and lifting some weights. It's about the confidence and the energy and that headspace that it's going to give you. It's going to make you feel really great in other areas of your life as well. And a lot of that comes from when you reframe the idea that you have to train and you reframe it as I get to train. Yes, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this because I'm a strong and confident person. I I am that. This is who I am. This is what I do. I get to do this. I'm lucky that I get to do this. And it completely we completely move away from the fact that I have to train three times a week. I have to burn this many calories. I have to sweat this much. Forget all that. You don't. You don't have to do anything. You get to do it. And it's a massive compliment to your own body, your own physical and mental health when you treat yourself that way. And you basically compliment yourself by saying, I'm going to go and look after my body today. Do you I'm know what? Do something for me. And that is one of the big misconceptions around like body positivity. Uh, I think a lot of people think that body positivity is all about just kind of loving your body. But actually, a lot of it is to do with showing your body respect, looking after your body, treating it with the respect that it deserves. And mm-hmm. part of that is going doing things like this and making sure you're looking after it so that it's moving at its best possible functionability is that a word no but i love it i like it too i'm gonna roll with it you're just gonna have a better all-around life aren't you basically yeah you yeah, are literally that is what it is and then if you want to go down the physical route which you know this isn't about it for us but you do get a tone you, you look more toned so mm. as you reduce body fat if you're building muscle when you reduce that body fat, you're going to be able to see that muscle that you've built and you're going to look toned. So, yeah, there's a small physical element and we've just dropped it very quickly in the end. But, but it's because we understand that physical health and mental health are related. Yeah. So if you see an image in the mirror that you're really proud of, you're really confident, you're like, do you know what? I'm so buzzing with that image I see in the mirror. 
that's going to impact your mental, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to have a positive impact. Of course it is. It's not the be-all and end-all. We know that, and we've spoken about this before, that a physical transformation doesn't guarantee a mental transformation. No, never. And it's important that you focus on the mental side of things and that you focus on your own self-care, on looking after yourself, on being confident and strong and positive and optimistic and healthy and all these things don't come just because you're losing body fat. Yep. However, they definitely work a lot. And this is why me and Jen speak a lot with clients about things like sleep, stress management, mental health. Yes, food intake. Yes, training. But they're a part or a piece of the puzzle. They are yeah. not the whole puzzle. We actually don't take on clients who just want to physically change because that's not what we're about. No, if someone wants an eight-week quick fix, it doesn't work for us because it... Do you know what... In eight weeks' time, you'll physically change, and then eight weeks' time later, you'll not have you'll have gone back to where you was, and that doesn't sit well with us. That doesn't make us. Uh, that's not why we got into this industry. No. Our why is that we want to help you understand that all these years that you've struggled with foods, different diets, different training plans, all these things that you've probably been banging your head against the wall, feeling frustrated with, feeling lost and confused. We want to help you turn that around to a point where you no longer need a coach, an app. Uh, anything that requires you to have somebody else to lean on we want to help you not need that yeah basically we want you to be feeling so empowered and confident and strong that when you get to this stage in your journey you go i literally know what i'm doing i'm educated i'm not i've got the knowledge i've got the understanding but more importantly i'm living the life of somebody that i want to live and i feel really positive and i feel really happy and really healthy and I think that's the thing, like, if you just try and change physically, you're never going to improve the relationship with yourself and your body. Whereas if you are working on all of the other aspects that we support clients with and working on that relationship with yourself, you are going to see the whole benefit of, of weight loss. I was just going to say then as well, just for a bit of proof of that, obviously working in a gym years ago, and I'll never ever mention any names, but... I worked with some people who were in what people and what society would consider unbelievable physical condition, like to the point where their muscle mass is high, their body fat percentage is low, and they had an incredibly negative relationship with both themselves, their body, because and food. it was irrelevant what they looked like. They had to be better. It had to be more. Had to keep dropping more body fat. And I was having conversations with people thinking, there really isn't much more body fat for you to drop. You're probably about 15%, which for a female, if it was a female, it's getting to that stage of unhealthy because it's going to have a negative impact on things like your cycle, your life, your sleep, your stress, everything else. Mm-hmm. All these things get impacted and it just goes to show that a physical transformation does not always ensure, and very rarely actually, uh, makes a mental transformation. You've got to get it all. Yeah. If you if you want to feel better in yourself and your own skin, you've got to do it all, which I suppose we've gone off on a massive tangent here. But um, as we do, if if you look if you're doing this movement and this exercise to look after you, then that's what's going to make the big change, and not because you want to look a certain way. That is just a extra little side bit. Yeah. That is a bonus. And then there's another little thing that we kind of wanted to just drop in there. Have you noticed when we talk about things, there's little things you just drop in again. <laughs> uh, and the reason we want to drop this one in is because we know that if we release this podcast, we'll get asked this question. So we may as well answer it before. Uh, one of the big questions about training is, well, although it's not just about calories burnt, which form of training burns the most? And I'll be honest with you, it should be irrelevant because 
if you are building strength, confidence, sleeping better, moving better, reducing stress, generally giving yourself more headspace in a better mood. If all these things are happening, whether you burn 100 calories or 200 calories is massively irrelevant. And right now that might not seem correct, but I guarantee you when you're in that moment, it really will. You will not care. Uh, but just as a heads up, when you do things like cardio, let's, let's compare cardio to weight training. So running on a treadmill compared to a weight session. They'll probably both burn a similar amount in the session. Cardio may burn maybe a little bit more. Not much. I'm talking like 30 to 50 calories. So a quarter of a digestive biscuit. Like not much. Like it's very minimal. Reason being is during the workout, obviously you'll have rest time. Whereas in cardio, you tend to be a bit more continuous. However, and this is the really important point that I want you to all listen to. When you step off that treadmill, you're done. Full stop. Finished. The calories you're burning now have stopped. However, when you finish a training exercise session where you've been lifting weights, for the next 24 hours, your body continues to burn calories because of that workout, because it now needs to recover. It needs to rebuild muscle. It needs to do all the things that it needs to do in order to get you back into a place where you're able to then train again. So the recovery time is much longer and therefore your body needs to continue burning calories. And it does have a fancy name of Epoch, but it just basically is just the oxidization of calories. What well, does? It sounds like Ewok from Star Wars. It does. It's nothing to do with Star Wars, though. But honestly, I don't. Me and Jen both in agreement, and hopefully you are by now after listening to the podcast. That training isn't about burning calories. It yeah. really, really isn't. But if you ever see a study that says cardio burns more than weight training, they're probably not wrong. But they're only accounting for that hour in the gym. Yeah. If they account for after, if you count for that twenty-four hour period. Weight training will burn a hell of a lot more. And if you have more muscle mass in your body, you actually, um, over time, will increase your BMR. So you will naturally increase the amount of calories that you burn in a day mm-hmm. um, because that muscle requires more energy to hold on to, doesn't it? Absolutely. And this is why when people talk about losing weight in a dream world, like in a real, like an optimal place, you actually wouldn't want that scale weight to go down in a way. Yeah. Because the less you weigh, the less calories you're going to burn, which means the less you can eat in order to maintain yeah. or lose so, weight. So ideally... You're doing a bit of both. Yeah. Like when clients say, like, oh, I can really see my photos changing, but I've not lost as much weight. Perfect. Because now you're going to burn just as many calories as yeah. you was while still losing body fat, which means you can eat more food, which yeah. and is that's, a great place to be. That is when you physically see your body shape actually mm-hmm. changing. Like, you can literally see the shape of your body is changing at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think just to kind of summarise is don't think that right now you need to all rush to the gym and start lifting weights, but plan it in long-term. Make it part of your goals long-term that you want to build confidence enough that you can put some weight training in a gym into your programme because that's what we do with clients. And we hopefully we'll get all of our clients to a point where they feel confident enough to do some kind of weight training because we can see the massive benefits that that has on their life and I've got certain clients right now that I know that is not even in the near future for them like it's way way ahead because that person has came to me without even doing any steps like they were literally doing like hundreds of steps a day And for that person to think about even setting foot in a gym or even just lifting up some weights at home, that feels impossible still, even now, because they weren't including any movement in their day-to-day. But over time, we build it up and they will get to that point. Mm -hmm. And it's about that longevity. Absolutely. So, 
you want to put me on the spot, Jen? Okay. Come on then. I oh, will. All right. Okay. All right. Then. Right. Let's see what we've got this week. Is it? Who is it? Um, what do I need to expect? Good. Bad. Worrying. Okay. Um. Oh, I can't pick again. I've still got loads of good ones. Right. Okay. I'm going for Caroline's this week. Oh no. No, it's a good one. This. I know. That's what worries me. What's the single worst advice you've ever heard a coach give to someone? Uh, I once heard, oh, is it advice? I've got to say it anyway because it did me head in and I can never forget it. I remember a PT saying to somebody that he knew everything about personal training and anything that he didn't know wasn't worth knowing and I nearly went to the toilet to be sick. <laughs> I hate people like that. He was a proper influencer in Manchester as well, wasn't he? Mm. No names mentioned. but mm, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that time when we were sat in the Starbucks and there was a PT from another gym? doing like a consultation with that couple. Also a very awkward moment. Of Literally, I was biting my hand so I didn't just like shout out, what are you saying? Yeah, he was rubbish. just spouting rubbish. Literally rubbish. And do you know what was awkward when they signed up? Yeah. When they paid him the money? Yeah. They just sold him a lie. Do you know what is really sad? How many people know nothing and are PTs? And I don't mean that in an awful way because there's so many that know so much. Mm. But there's a lot of PTs out there that have very minimal knowledge. I mean, it's like any industry that's easy oh, to yeah. get into. Like, I think we all assume that, like, in every industry, everybody's going to uh, know a lot. Like, for example, like, a doctor. We just assume that like, all doctors are mm. all on the same level playing field and they're all just as good as each other. There's going to be better than others. It's like anybody, like, yeah. think about your workplace right now and where you, not rate yourself, but there's probably people you look up to as being really good at the job you do. Mm. And there's probably people that you, not look down on, it's the wrong way to look at it, but people that you're like, how the hell are they still working here? They're horrendous. <laughs> like, but yet, if somebody comes to you, let's say you work in an industry where you have clients or something, if they was to come into that workplace, they probably don't know. Like, they just see older workers, don't they? they just yeah. assume that everyone's on the same level playing field. So, and also, like Phil said, don't don't just look at someone and assume they know stuff. No, because it's... there's genetics, there's unhealthy relationships with themselves, food that could be playing into that. Mm-hmm. The just because somebody looks the way they do doesn't mean they know how they got there. And I know that's somebody else might have got them there and they're the person with the knowledge. I think that's a big one. I think... We're going well off on a tangent here. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to think of the worst advice I've ever been given because that wasn't advice. It wasn't. It's just something you heard a PT saying, isn't it? Yeah. Advice. Worst advice. I must have been given some terrible advice. Surely I have. No, not you. You've heard another PT given to somebody else. Oh, is that what the question was? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure the question was, what's the worst advice you've ever been given? Um, let me double check. Oh, I deleted it. Brilliant. Can I undo it? Yeah. Well, I've locked my phone, though, in the meantime. I don't think I can. Brilliant. So, sorry. Sorry, Caroline. <laughs> no, I deleted it so I knew I'd used it. Brilliant. Well, you'd know, because next time you ask me about it, I've already asked me that. Oh, click on it. That's why. I click on the actual note and then do it. And then do it. I'm literally just violently shaking my phone now for everyone on the other end of the game. Um, nothing. No, nothing. Um, worst advice I've ever been given. Uh, no, I think it was you've ever heard a PT give. I think it's that one. Okay. Well, let me think. <laughs> I'll be back to you in about 10 minutes. See you in an hour. <laughs> it's not even like trying to think of one it's trying to think of which one the worst one was i've heard tons of bad stuff like stopping eating at certain points only eating certain foods only doing certain types of training having to do certain amounts of training uh like clients setting the clients being set up with like two workouts a day a day like professional athletes 
play, like basically training to be at an elite level in a sport that is played on a world-class level where they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week, train about three to four times a week. Like, if you want to lose a little bit of body fat and build a bit of confidence, you don't need to train twice a day. Like, we don't need to train over, like, 2.5 times as many times as an elite athlete does, uh, ever. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I think it's... See some crazy movements going on in the gym from PTs uh, since the gyms have reopened. Mm, yeah, there's been a lot of mental <laughs> stuff going on. But we are not here to criticise. No. We are here to help. Absolutely. That's what we want to do. Help. And on that note, if you need any help on building your confidence in a gym, then please don't hesitate to drop us a message and mm. we'll figure that out for you. And if you like, well, what shall I say? Because I'm already not feeling confident. Just like put gym in capital letters or something and we'll get the gist. We'll get the gist. Or confident or like, I want to be confident in capital letters. Help me! Or that. <laughs> when I reach out to the coach, I just put, uh, please can help me? <laughs> it works, doesn't it? No, I did pretty much in my first message say, I need your help, please. Well, that's what you needed. Yeah. Right. Hopefully this podcast has helped you to understand how to lead a healthier, happier and longer life because yeah. that's what everybody wants. Uh, and like Jen said, don't feel like you need to dive into the gym tomorrow. But if you're feeling a little bit worried about it, anxious, but actually want to at some point start. Totally normal as well, by the way. Drop us a message. We love you. Have the best week you've ever had in your entire life. And we'll catch up with you guys Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.